Welcome. This is 10,000 Crappy Photos, a podcast about photography and the things you learn along the way. Hey, hey. Welcome back to 10,000 Crappy Photos. It's Pauline again, and I've been learning stuff this month. A few things that I wanted to talk to you about, as much to remind myself as always. <laughs> um, I've been using the iPhone. I did a 21-day daily photo project with the Family Photographer group at thefamilyphotographer.org. Check it out. Um, and I used my iPhone because I didn't think I would have the time to use my DSLR to do all the downloading, editing, etc. I thought I'll use the iPhone because it's easier and Well, I'll get into the details in a little bit. Plus, I had some thoughts on black and white photos with a couple of striking examples that reminded me of something that they're really, really good at. And finally, some thoughts on seeing, not just seeing photographically, but seeing as in eyesight. So, reporting back on my three weeks with the iPhone daily photos, um, as everyone knows, uh, and that I was late to the game to find out, you can take great photos really easily, and I really like that about it. I carry my phone with me more often than I did before because it's my camera. Um, I'm still not all that quick with it. I'm still getting used to finding the right buttons quickly enough. Um, I might be actually a little bit quicker with my DSLR when I'm actually wearing it on me with my strap or just carrying it in my hand. Um, so that was cool. It's really nice to upload and share photos. That's really cool. I love AirDrop, getting it onto my computer or the iPad. There was a time when I first got my DSLR a few years ago and someone asked, oh, that's pretty nice. It's a nice size. Um, quality's good. You can do videos. And they ask, does it have Wi-Fi? And nope, it doesn't have Wi-Fi. And at the time I thought, what do I want that for? I don't really need it. And now I think, oh, now I get it. To upload directly from your camera is really pretty cool. And in the iPhone, you can do some editing, um, straightening things out a little bit, uh, which <laughs> I had to do a lot, um, cropping, uh Maybe changing light just a little bit. Really quick little edits are really fast and uh, efficient. So that was pretty cool, uploading and sharing. The other thing is that it's a really wide angle, and I knew this would be something that I had to get used to because I my favorite lens is a 50 millimeter. Um, I also use a 24 sometimes. And... This really felt a lot wider. A challenge in a lot of situations was that it really distorts the lines, and that's that's normal for a wide-angle lens. Um, so aligning lines, mm, if if I really had to do that, if I really thought in my mind, well, this should all be lined up and everything, then well, you just forget about that. <laughs> the lines are all over the place. And I think what you can do instead is to what I think is the lines 
you, you can use them to actually lead someone into a photo, which was something uh, uh, kind of useful in the end. It's kind of like you forget about having straight lines or 90-degree angles, and you can use those, those wacky lines to, to walk someone into a photo. What's nice, too, is that you can include more in a photo. Um, and I got used to that. Um, I found that a, a tip that I had learned some time ago about landscape photography to have something nearby, something in the middle ground, and something in the distance works also with this. Because you can include so much, uh, I think there might be a temptation to like hold it up and take a picture of some scene far away. And then what you get is just these little teeny things far away. <laughs> but what I really liked was being able to get something really close up and and have it included in its context. Um, one, For example, one photo that I was really happy with showed some leaves on the ground that had snow on them, but it also showed the scene. Uh, it was a uh, an area in the city uh, where bikes were parked, and they also had some snow on them, and then there were trees in the background and buildings. Like you, you can really kind of uh, get the whole scene in. But I really prefer, I found that it's a nice effect when you have something really close up too. So you can really connect it to its context. This wide angle, including a lot, I got so used to it that on one day when I did pick up my DSLR and go out on a walk, and I start taking some photographs and I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I get ready to take a picture and then I have to like run back a few steps because it's a fixed focus lens. And then I try again and say, oh, no, I have to take a few steps more. It's like I'd really gotten used to and kind of spoiled by being able to include a whole lot um, and standing, uh, being close to the subject. that the iPhone does, which I've come to appreciate, is it does this image stabilization thing so that if your hand moves the camera, you don't get a motion blur, like the whole everything fuzzy. It does, it has something in its magic sauce in the software that turns it kind of into a, a painting kind of look. It's, it's certainly not clear. Like, not clear like it like it would have been if um uh, if you, if I held the camera steady, um, but it turns it kind of into a painting. And I'm not really crazy about the look, but the good thing is is it turns these photos that would have been just all out of focus and fuzzy into keepers, because you still have that moment captured. And it's 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 not ideal. It's not something you would print big and put on the wall, but. But it works. You have the photo that, you, that you're looking for, or I did anyway. <laughs> and at this point, I'm only looking at them on my phone or sending them to friends or putting them on the iPad or maybe looking on, on a big screen, but not so much really. Another thing... Um, I wanted to talk about is about black and white photos. Um, in the course of this month, uh, it's the month of December, in this daily photo project for three weeks, again, check out thefamilyphotographer.org and check out the daily 
photo projects. It's it's a really fun group. Um, and uh, like I'm doing, you can learn a lot and have exchanges with some really nice people who are also learning about photography or who are also into photography. The decision to use black and white, I, <laughs> in my stairway, that's my classic example, there are these ugly, ugly colors going on, like some weird orange and some green. It's like this really old painting that they did way back when to make like fake marble. It's just, it's just, it's completely horrendous. <laughs> anyway, if I take s- photos in my stairway, I usually convert it to black and white because the colors are just awful. But I saw two examples in these daily photo group where the photos were in black and white and they were perfect examples of what black and white does to focus your attention on people and their expressions. It's interesting because both pictures were of sisters and of sisters laughing together. It was really cool. One photo was two girls, the two sisters, in school uniforms. And I think that was the the goal, was to take pictures of them in their uniforms. And yet, um, Erin, the photographer, had converted it to black and white. These two (laughs) had the most wonderful, genuine laughter going on. And I realized that if it had been in color, the the color might have distracted from from the wonderful time they were having in the exchange and and the the really fun laughing that they were doing together. Another photo also of sisters was done by Richard and he had his two daughters laughing together in a setting with Christmas decorations and they were just having a blast and it was so clear. And he also converted his photo into black and white. And I realized also there, it was like, if he had kept the color in, we might have been distracted by all those beautiful Christmas decorations in the background. But as it was in black and white, you really got to focus on the two of those, those two sisters just really laughing, having fun with each other and, and, and their expressions and their closeness. They just jump out. And, and in a way that the situation is clear, you know, on one hand, you see there's, they're in their school uniforms. On the other hand, you see they're sitting in a room with Christmas decorations. That doesn't take away from, that doesn't get lost, nor does it take away from what's really key in those two photos is that how comfortable and how much fun these um, sisters have with each other. And then especially that particular moment where, where both sets of sisters are just really having a great time together. The last thing I want to mention um, has to do with seeing, but like I said, not in the photographic sense, although imagine you couldn't see um, and, and I thought about this a little bit because at the beginning of this month, I ordered some uh, glasses, and I'd been putting it off for a long time, so I was really, really looking forward to having glasses that, um, glasses with a prescription that fit a little better, <laughs> that I could see better out of. It's been a long time, and I was really looking forward to it. So I got them, um, I ordered them early December, I got them shortly before Christmas, I don't know, and 
so, so happy that I was looking at um, how to take care of them. And uh, the lenses are made by Hoya, who also makes um, photographic lenses, I believe. At least I thought it sounded familiar. So I went to the website to look at how to take care of them because I wanted to make sure I didn't mess them up. Because I'm someone who tends to keep glasses for a long time. I don't get them a new pair every year. Fortunately, my eyesight doesn't change that much. So are you the kind of person that when you look for a word, look up a word in a dictionary, you know, the old-fashioned book kind of dictionary, where you look up a word, but you just get distracted by another word on the way, you start reading up on that word, and then... Um, you forget which word you picked up the dictionary for. <laughs> so you, you, if you are that kind of person, you know, like me, you're a curious person. <laughs> Easily distracted, curious. Uh, anyway, this happened to me on the Hoya website. So I was looking around. I found out how to take care of it, how to take care of the lenses, which is really cool. And I saw that they talked about a project that's about eyeglasses. Eyeglasses for people who can't afford eyeglasses. And I thought, oh, imagine, you know, it's nice for me. I'm privileged enough to be able to go out and order some relatively expensive glasses. You know, when you're my age, you get these variable, variable lenses and they're not cheap, but I can get them for myself. Imagine you couldn't see, like you couldn't read. You couldn't see well enough to take photos. I mean, I have experienced that <laughs> when I pick up my camera without my glasses. It's like, oh, wait, I can't see. I have to put on my glasses. And they pointed to a, a project called $1 Glasses, $1glasses.org. And it seems like a really cool project. And I thought, that's something a lot of people should know about. <laughs> At the moment, I was still feeling the euphoria of my new glasses, and I thought everybody should have glasses if you can't see. it's a, You should check it out. Go to the website, $1glasses.org. It, it's in, in developing countries. They set up people to have their own businesses, so it's not, you know, this big corporate thing planting itself in a, in a poor country. It's people being empowered to go into the business of providing glasses for other people uh, so that they can afford glasses. It's a pretty cool project. Anyway, check it out. If you're as happy about being able to see, which is a pretty critical thing to being a photographer, then um, maybe you'll be inspired to throw a couple bucks their way. $1glasses.org And with that, this will be the last podcast of 2017, I'm going to take a break. Because in 2018, my work situation is changing in a very positive way, but I'm going to be much busier. So I won't have the leisure to do podcasts this regularly. I'm going to take a break for a month or two. And I'll still be thinking about photography, of course, because that doesn't go away. Um, but I'm not going to be taking the time to make a podcast uh, a couple of times a month. So I hope you hang on for a month or two, and I'll talk to you again. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year. It's great that you're listening. Take care out there and have fun. Ciao.
And once again, I forgot to mention that you can go to learningbyshooting.com to leave a comment, or you can shoot me an email at 10,000crappyphotos at gmail.com. See you around. Ciao.